Come on, everybody, it's the inside trip. So crack a high life and take a sip on that T-I-T. Get up and scream, and you can spell it backwards. You know what I mean. Your boy Brando in the house tonight. Gonna lay it down smooth and keep it tight. When Ben Watson gets on the mic, you better get ready because he brings the hype. It's about that time you already know that nasty trip, this nasty flow. The inside trip that is the show. Don't wind up on your back, bro. Ah, what's up, wrestling junkies, addicts, and all around fanatics? We are back. It's been a while, but we are back. It's the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast, and this is episode number 99. And for all you wrestling crackheads, it's kind of the slow season. But we decided it was time to do a podcast anyway. So here we are. My name is Brandon Olinger, and as always, sitting across from me, you know who he is. The number one badass in the wrestling podcasting industry. Not really. Ben, (laughs) the law dog Watson. What up, what up, what up? Bruh, I miss you. Oh, it's been a minute, son. I miss your musk. I miss your voice. I miss sitting across from you at this table. I actually actually started to forget what you looked like. I haven't seen you in so long. It's been a long time. I really don't know what to do. Um, Struggling to actually formulate sentences with regards to wrestling to be able to speak them to you in any sort of efficient way that would make sense for somebody to listen to a podcast. But I'm going to do my best. And the reason why I'm going to do my best is because I have missed doing this so much. It's just, it's been a long time. We've been busy doing different things. You've been in Puerto Rico. You've been in Florida. I've been in Boston. I've been at the bars. I've been at the golf courses. Oh, I've been at the bars, too. Yeah, we've been all we've over been the all place. We've been all over the Look, we need a break. We, look, we are. We need a break. I tell you what, there, there are people that are just better men than we are. They are. They're better men, and I will give them all the credit in the world. But let me tell you what. We're going to lay down episode number 99 tonight and it's going to be all right. I, I can't tell you. It it's might be, be awkward. I, I can tell you it's going to be great. It, it might be awkward, yeah, but you know what? We'll We're going to talk about some wrestling. There's no doubt about it that I'm going to get at least two or three different facts regarding the wrestling wrong. Oh, yeah. Tonight. And I'm probably going to have two or three different beers in my belly. That's right. And we're going to do that. We're going to do that. And, and uh, we, we hope that you listen. So uh, since uh, fuck, two months ago, excuse my language, uh, what's been up, my man? I mean, honestly, you kind of put it out there. And listen, look, I just want to say thank you to all you guys that have been busting our nuts out there on social media talking about you remember these guys, where they've been. Listen, you guys are right. You are absolutely right. We know it. Unfortunately, schedules in in the summertime just get crazy with family stuff. Um, You know, we went down to Puerto Rico in June for a long time, had a great time, came back, turned around, spent a while in Florida, had a great time. Then on top of that, man, I'm... I've been in and out of doctors. I'm getting ready to have a bacchiotomy. Doctor said I need a bacchiotomy. Scheduled for September 3rd. I'm scared, Ben. What, yeah, what's what do they they got to knock your spine back into place with a cage and fusions and shit? That yeah. sounds terrible. So they're going to go in in the lower back. We're looking at a fusion at the L3, L4. Oof. They're going to put a cage in there, and then they're also going to pull the spine at, at that area back a little bit, screw some titanium rods in there with some titanium screws to keep my, my spine in place. All right, that sounds... There's no joke. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, dude. I don't think I've lived a day without pain since 2008. God, that sounds It's terrible. been rough. I'm excited for the surgery so you don't have to be in pain anymore, but shit. You know what's not cool? What? So I actually... <laughs> I've never done this before. I went down to the hospital today because they wanted to do a nerve injection in my back. Right. They said at minimum, it may give you relief, but at minimum, it'll help with the inflammation so it makes it easier on the doctor. 
If you guys ever have the opportunity to do this for all you listeners, decline, 100% decline, because I don't think there's anything worse What's it, a nerve injection? than laying face down on a table with my pants pulled down around my knees, <laughs> ass showing, with three people in there, as the doctor uses my back as a pincushion, sticking two giant needles into my spine and injecting God knows what in it. I would have had to have shaved my ass for that. I almost had to fart. I almost farted. Oh, you should have. Because you never know if you're going to have like a cute nurse or something, or a cute, excuse me, a cute doctor. That was rude of me to even uh, speculate. Well, I mean, he was handsome, but I mean, too. I would have farted around him, but there was a girl in there, and I thought well, that yeah, was rude. But there could be, there could be, 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 be female doctors as well. I, look, I fart around pretty much anybody, so it doesn't matter. I feel bad that you're going to have that done. Are you, how long are you going to be in the hospital for? So I have to drive my ass down there. Uh, and visit best you? case scenario, it'll be in Westchester. Best case scenario, I'm going to spend one night in the hospital. Worst case scenario, two nights. It is an admit, um, but there is a little good that comes out of this. I get to be about six weeks off work, so oh. I'm just going to sit at home, get caught up on the wrestling stuff. Right, right. It's it's kind of hard to do that sometimes with work. Yeah, oh, man, I don't know. It's man. awful. We're, you know, work basically. My life takes a uh, backseat to work, and uh, same. You can ask my wife because she's not always happy about it, but. What have you been up to, man? We're back. Um, you said Boston. You well, had a great time that, out there? Yeah, we had a really good time in Boston. Unfortunately, um, the first half of it was vacation, and the second half was a conference for work, the American Health Lawyers Association. Let me tell you how freaking exciting that, that was. That sounds thrilling. Yeah, a lot of cool people there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nerds! <laughs> um, no, it was it was okay. But, no, I tell you what, we ate, like, kings and queens out there. And then, uh, you know, just taking some weekend trips. And uh, Did you go to the Cheers bar out in Boston? We did. Awesome! We did. It was did you fun. see Norm? You know, Norm and I were sat there. We had a couple cocktails. It was good, a little cocktail. Right? But um, yeah. I mean, you know, you you might find me on the weekends on the golf course every now and again um, when I'm not. When we got to get working. together one last yeah. time before I. Uh, one last time before your spine breaks. Let's yes. break that. That's my thought. Is golf is probably not good on your spine. It's but not. You might as well f it up as much as you can. I mean, I'm basically gonna put my way to the green. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to my life. I've pretty much lost my swing. But no, man. This, the summer's been good. It's been hot. It's been oh, a hot one. Um, you know what else? What? God. And for all you parents out there, kids, teenagers, my son got his driver's license. Mm. And I have been Dom's scared. Dom's driving? Oh, dude, I've been scared shitless ever since. He's driving all over the place. Uh-oh. He's been spending a lot of time in parks for some reason. I'm like, uh, I'm going to have to stop out, th- at, stop out there because I know what's going on. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I know what I'd be doing. Why would you? Park. You're hanging out at the park for one of two reasons. Smoking, Smoking doobies. doobies. Or you got a girl. And maybe you're smoking a doobie with You're probably girl. doing both. Aww. You're probably doing both. I'm going to have to go talk to him. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, he seems like a smart kid. Well, we taught him to share at a young age, you know, so I got to go talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I'm kidding. No, man. That's awesome that Dom got his, got his license, man. Uh, he would be picking me up from the bars every weekend if he was my son. Same here. <laughs> So anyway, listen, um, since our wrestling? last podcast, you know, okay, I think I think our last podcast was uh, right before um, uh, blah, blah, Final X went down. Yeah. How about um, Final X? You know, we kind of talked about talked about that for a bit. Unfortunately, I would have loved to have done some podcasts after that Final X just seemed there was so much to talk about. Um, a lot of stuff happening. But our takes would be extremely stale right now, and I'm sure they've been beaten to death. So um, Let's get caught up. There's a couple of things, Ben, that I've been thinking about lately, and I, w- I just want to get your opinions on, at least talk about a little bit. Yes. Um, you know, they both have to do with Final X, but one of them would be the Yanni Zane controversy in the arbitration. You know, we know oh, they went to goodness. arbitration, what, on the 29th? Went on the ar- yeah, went to arbitration two days ago or three days ago or whatever it was. Right. No decision, right? No decision yet. Uh, you know, it's arbitration gate. You know, it's uh, 
we're we're kind of we're kind of you know watching, waiting with bated breath to determine what's going to happen. You know, I've got some opinions on that as well. I want to hear. I actually want to hear your opinions. Okay. Well, you know. Okay. Let, well, let's start with the fact. Everybody that's listening to this kind of knows. Okay. So, Yanni Diakamhalas, Zane Rutherford, they wrestled at uh, at Final X. Um, uh, I don't. Nobody was sitting in the final, so they both had to make it. Or no, yeah, they both had to make it through to the. Um, to the correct, uh, the U.S. Open. Yeah, the U.S. Open. Or, so, no, so yeah, U.S. Open. Yanni, Yanni, sat. Yanni gets the. Yanni sat because he beat Zane at the U.S. US Open. Open. Zane had right. to win the the, the, ch- the challenge tournament, then, which yeah, he did. Right, and then so they're wrestling in the finals. Right. Good God, that that was that seems like it was a, ages ago, yeah. and it was a great match. Yeah, it was a great match, and then so Zane goes out and he beat he beats Yanni in the first match, ten to four, and it seems pretty dominant, right? Very dominant win. Yeah, and we're like, okay, so you know, Zane Zane is legit. We all thought Zane was legit. We we didn't think that Yanni was going to go out there and murder basically um, Molinero and Oliver, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to to, to be able to have that, uh, and then beat Zane. Second match, a little bit of controversy there, right? A lot of rolling around, a lot, 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 lot of lot of funky uh, stuff, a lot of contro- controversy, Ben. So the match ended actually, the match, zeros on the clock with Yanni winning, eight to six, I believe. Um, or it might have been eight to four. Yeah, I think it might have been eight. eight I to think four. it was eight to four. Yeah, I, I believe, but the, yeah, we could be wrong. It's been right. A while. And then and then so Zane's corner throws the brick and says, "We want a challenge." Uh, and everybody was thinking they wanted the challenge, kind of the, the scramble um, piece that happened towards the end of the match where they thought that Yanni might have exposed. But the judges go back and they look back fifty seconds and they go back to a position where Zane was basically in a crackdown position mm-hmm. and. Yanni rolls him through. That was my opinion. But was it Zane's momentum? Doing right, and that's that? what yeah. they were kind of saying: is hey, did, did Zane cause that? I personally believe that that was Yanni's points. So obviously, you know where I fall with regards to who I thought should win the second match. I thought that Yanni should have won the second match, but that's not really the the controversy. That that is a controversy in scoring. Mm-hmm. And, and Agree. I think people can get over that. You should get over that. Yeah, the people 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 didn't score it right. The controversy is: hey, what does UUW say about ability to challenge? Can you go all the way 50, cents, 50 seconds back? And the reason why there's an issue with potentially that is if Zianni would have known that it was awarded 2-0 Zane rather than 2-2 or 2-0 Yanni, then Yanni would have wrestled the other differently. last 50 seconds differently. Let me interject for just sure, a second, okay? Because I agree with everything that you're saying. And, and I'm, I will preface this by my, my knowledge of freestyle rules and scoring and the judging and everything is very, very minimal. It's not my forte. It is very complicated. It's very complicated for the people that even do it on a daily basis for a living. Right. Okay? So the, I'm gonna, the actual scoring. The actual scoring and, and, the, and the rules in general. The, the rules in general. Now, I looked them rules up today. I know you, you did. You know the lawyer looked them up. I know you and did. And I got some thoughts about them bad boys. My biggest thing, and again, I've been disconnected from the wrestling world for a while, but my understanding is is that the challenge block was thrown almost a minute after the points went on the board. Okay, so that's right. That's right. That's so right. people talked about you know should there be an arbitration and does the USA Wrestling have the balls to overturn it? Okay, both USA Wrestling isn't really the the is it UWW? No, it's the arbiter. Well, the arbiter. Okay, the, so, the arbiter. So by law, there's this thing. There's this thing where it, it's like a sports arbiter. There's an entire Gotcha. Field made out of that. Gotcha. And basically, you know, things have to be fair. And if you and if you don't believe that things are fair, you take it to this arbit- through this arbitration process. So I actually like that. that, yeah. that, that, that that's good. It's complete. The, 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 the arbiter that heard it 
which has a legal background, has probably has very little knowledge of wrestling at all. Understood. All they hear is facts. So they're just going to hear facts and rules. Facts about, hey, did you break the rules? Was the match called appropriately? Correct. Was some, did something happen that was um, against the written process? And so here's my thoughts. And again, going back with my limited knowledge. So we've deduced that the match ended. Yanni was the winner of the match. Okay. The, right when the match ended. When the match yeah. ended. The brick was, score, was thrown more than five seconds after the points went on the board, okay? So right there, that should be the primary focus, in my opinion. Not the action sequence, not what happened 50 seconds before, not anything else that happened. If that is a legitimate rule, okay, if that is a legitimate rule, then there needs to be the arbitration, which, which so, and if it is a legitimate rule, then those points, need, it needs to be reversed. If that is a dead set rule, so it doesn't matter. It. Well, let's talk about that. Okay, let's do it. So let's talk about that. So... The five-second challenge rule is what you're talking about, right? Exactly. And I, I may be wrong. I don't have all the facts on it, but that's what I picked up based on my, my reading of the situations. I think you're exactly right. I think that, but I think that once you actually dive down, so UUW, UUW publishes, it's like a 40-page document, and I was actually looking at it yesterday. Oh, a little light reading? Yeah, and looked at it today. Well, I, you know, as a lawyer, I kind of like that stuff. UUW, Article 33, relates to challenges, okay. specifically to challenges. All right. And there's two different paragraphs now there's separate paragraphs that i think are relevant to this circumstance first the coach must request the challenge by throwing a soft object on the mat immediately after the so referee, like a floppy dildo would work yeah, right floppy, dude tom brady's mouthpiece would work <laughs> i love it yeah so the coach must request the challenging challenge by throwing a soft object on the mat immediately after the referee and body has awarded or failed to award points to the contested situation. If the wrestler disagrees with the coach's decision, the sponge is returned and the match continues. So let's look at the most important portion of that paragraph. Immediately after the refereeing body has awarded or failed to award points to the contested situation. Exactly. That's a different paragraph. Now, there's a paragraph if you continue to go down. Okay. This is the paragraph that's most often cited. I'm intrigued by this. However, I'm not sure this paragraph actually is relevant to the situation. Okay. Because... I don't know how they write the rules, but when you separate paragraphs, typically everything in a paragraph is specific to one thing. The second one says, no challenge can be requested after the end of the regular time of a period, except when the points are added to the scoreboard after the referee's whistle or in the case of action occurred just before the time is over. The coach has five seconds from the time the question score is posted on the official scoreboard to request the challenge. That's where the five seconds come from. Okay, so break but that down. The same just, just summarize that for me real quick. Like, what's the important piece out of that related to this situation? There's two important pieces. One, this paragraph that the five second rule is talking yeah, about. I, I, I'm, I'm, is, that's what I'm talking is about. Specific to the end of regulation time or of a period. Okay, so did they throw it within five seconds of the end of the regulation time of the period? Right, and they did. They did. They threw it right at the end of that period, but that is only related to. My opinion is only related to, to points action that, that happens at, at the, the end, end of a sequence, period. Right. at the end of the period. So to me, the five second rule, by my reading, has no bearing on this. You have to go back to the other rule that says immediately after the refereeing body has awarded or failed to award points, you have to throw it. So let me ask so you I this: you get to the same result. You get to the same result. So let me ask you this: if they wanted that sequence challenge that happened fifty seconds ago, did they need to throw that brick five seconds after, after the that? refereeing body has awarded or failed exactly. to award so, the points? So either way, and he awarded the points as you, soon as the roll through happened. Exactly. So, no matter how you're interpreting this, you get to the same 
the, the same, same situation. Conclusion. So that's my thing. That's always been my thing. Whether you're a Zane fan, a Yanni fan, whatever, whether you're a ref is, and whether you agree, agree that the point should have been there or not, it comes down to that rule. Was there a violation of that rule? And if so, there has to be an arbitration, with the, which there is. And if they are going to stick to the rules, then this is definitely in Yanni's favor. I can't. So I do this for a living. I, I read this type of shit. And then I make a determination to tell my client, based on what I'm reading, this is what I believe will happen. I can never tell them this is guaranteed to happen. Correct. Right? But this is what you think should happen yeah. based on this yeah, criteria. Based on this ruling, based on specific facts of – you look at precedent, right? There's been precedent in the past. I look at precedents for cases. There's been precedent in the past where, where they've re-wrestled matches or where they've, they've, they've have, done this before. Have, is there precedent in the past where they've overturned based off yeah, of this? Yeah, Back in like 2000-something got okay. a, a re-wrestle off to make the team. So him and the USA guy had to re-wrestle off? Mm-hmm. So you're thinking, oh, so Yanni and Zane would still have to re-wrestle off. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, th- we'll get to the next point here. In so that's... Go ahead. No, let's finish. I'm going to finish talking about this thing, and then I want to talk about Yanni and Zane specifically. Right. Well, I mean, I was, I, I'm still going to talk about that. Okay. So, so the arbiter has... And it's funny, because I was listening to a podcast uh, on Ben Askren's podcast where he had Yanni on, and they came to... Before I even listened to it, I said that there's three options. By the way, real quick. Man, shout out to Ben Askren for uh, taking it like a man on social media after that that knockout, that knee. You know I what? mean, honestly, he did. He, shout out to him for taking it like a man. That looked brutal, and, and all of his tweets were basically just like, "Yep, I deserved it." He said he didn't. I rem- he it. said he didn't remember shit for like a he day. I don't. I thought he said he didn't remember anything until he woke up in the hospital. Woke up in the hospital. Yeah. But I, he says he doesn't remember the knee at all. No, not at all. Anyway, sorry to interrupt there. Yeah, and so Yanni said the same thing. That kind of the conclusion that I came to is that there's three options. One. The arbiter says, nope, Zane's Askren the ref. said this, not Yanni. Yanni said this on Askren's Yanni. podcast. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. One, the arbiter makes a determination that Zane is the ref. Two, the arbiter makes the determination that Yanni won the match because the, the, the score because you can't challenge late. The end of the match occurred. The whistle blew. Yanni was up. Three, they could throw the match out as kind of an illegitimate match at all, and then Yanni, then they would have to wrestle. They'd have to wrestle potentially two more. Yanni would have to win the next two. Gotcha. Won one. Right. So those are the three. Based on the reading, even if you take it, even if you read it as the five second rule counts mm-hmm. towards yep. that pre- right. specific um, uh, thing, they didn't throw it within five seconds of it. And if they if they read it as okay, the five second rule is not relevant to this specific um, intersection, they would read it as immediately after the refereeing body has awarded the points, and they didn't do that as well either. All right, man. So, you know, based on all of that that you just basically read, I'm, I'm just really curious to know your opinion on what, what should the arbitrator do? How should they rule? Can I just say one? Well, no, you, right. you, you no, go. go ahead. Go. Go ahead. Nope, no, I think, that, I, I think that it makes sense that if, 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 you know, if, you, if you read the rules that have been um, documented for United World Wrestling, that it was that allowing that challenge to go back 50 seconds was inappropriate and not in line with the rules as written, and therefore, if you did that, the ref made a mistake, and it, it shouldn't have happened. So I think that, honestly, Yanni won that match because he was winning when the whistle was blown and they the um, the brick was not thrown appropriately. So therefore, it should be one to one. They need to wrestle mm-hmm. the third match. So regardless, regardless of how they rule, I think you and I can both agree that Yanni's option one of just basically awarding Zane won the match. That should not be an option at all. 
based on what this rule, the way the rules read, right? Yeah, ba- based on the rule, that, that unless they basically throw out the rules and say it doesn't matter, um, we're not going to overrule it at this time because of the timing of, uh, of you know, Worlds coming up here next month. We're not going to overrule it. Um, barring that, I can't see any way they don't make the determination that the, the, the more matches should be wrestled to make a determination about who our world rep is. And so even if they do rule that Yanni, okay, let's say they rule in Yanni's favor, he won that match. There's still one more match that needs to be wrestled. Still one more, still match, one more at match. At least. Yeah, I, look, to me, if there's rules that are written and things fall under the rules, what's the point of having them if you're not going to enforce them? And this seems, exactly. this, I think, I think in the beginning, people made this to be more complicated than what it should have been. This is kind of a clear rule if you just get through some of the, some of the, you know, the blurry lines right there, some of the duplicate lines or whatnot. I totally agree. It shouldn't be that hard of a decision. Now, with that said, we don't know how it's going to turn out. Let's talk about Yanni and Zane individually and who you think or who we think should represent the team. Well, yeah, you're going exactly where I want because let's talk about the Dogu. Exactly. Dogu. They wrestled, and uh, could it not have been any more perfect? We get so pissed <laughs> off when we send two dudes. I love Oregon or whatever. We send two dudes in an international tournament, and they both end up hitting the first round. And then if one guy, if that, the guy that wins doesn't yep. make the finals, a dude goes zero and one, doesn't get you know the experience. But he's freaking over in Siberia. We needed these two to hit each other oh, regardless of where it was. First round, second round, semis, fine. I don't care. They needed to hit yeah, each and other. And we know it, when they hit, as soon as I found out they were going to hit first round, I was like, perfect. So now we know they're going to wrestle. And guess what? Zane scored the first takedown, mm-hmm. and Yanni basically dominated the rest of the match. Yanni won. I think Yanni sh- has shown throughout um, all four of their matches that he's a better freestyle wrestler than Zane. And... I'll tell you what, the worst thing that possibly could have happened... some of it's unconventional freestyle, too. Some of it really is unconventional freestyle. Oh, yeah, he's not like a Russian-style or an Iranian-style wrestler. He just, he knows the rules really well. And he, that's why I think that that roll-through in their uh, Final X match was initiated by Yanni, because I know he felt that. That's... The worst thing that possibly could have happened, though, was that during that match, Zayn injured his knee. So now we have our True. world rep True. who was hurt by the guy that's trying to get the spot via arbitration. But even if the arbiter rule, overrules him, we've got a bump, we've got a hobbled Zane going to the world. bumped, and you know he's not going to sit it out. He's going to go wrestle no. rules. So hey, look, here's first of all, regardless of what college affiliations people root for, Zane Rutherford was one of the greatest college wrestlers of all time, and Zane Rutherford is actually a very good freestyler wrestler, too, who's just going to keep getting better and better. I thought he was going to be our rep. Okay. Him or Jordan Oliver. Fair point. My thing is that I truly believe that when it comes outside of like the final X's and stuff like that where somebody's specifically training just for you, I think Yanni is the better wrestler in that capacity. He's shown it. He can go to he these tournaments. He beat Bajrang. He you know, ran through the U.S. Open against very tough competition. He goes out to this last one, the, uh, the Yazer Dagu. I mean, performed amazingly, showing it. that he is an elite level freestyler at such a young age. He, he has past success. Cadet you know, World Cadet Worlds two times. Now, Zane was a Cadet World Champ as well. Sure. Okay. So, nobody's doubting Zane. Nobody's stops, doubting Zane. Right? I, I, but I do feel... In my heart, that when it comes, you know, pound for pound between the two of them, if I got to pick one guy to put on the line in the world championships, I think Yanni is the better option. Yanni's got a better chance of, of winning it. 
and even Madeline than Zayn does. I do agree with that. But the funny thing is, is I wholeheartedly believe that Zayn has a very good chance to medal as well. I, I think have, as long as his knee's not all correct messed up, I think that he's got a really good shot to medal. How know, about? I mean, go ahead. how about Yanni's performance though at the Dogu? I mean, that was something else. He 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 basically. And if I recall, he. Now, I know Zane hurt his knee, but he beat him pretty handily, too, after that first takedown, right? He beat him 9-5. Nine nine, it's 9-5. Nine 9-5, to five. Nine to five. and that, that was a late score by Zane to even make it 9-5. to five. It was 9-3, to three, and Yanni kind of gave up a go behind right. at the end just That's to make right. sure he didn't put it. So, really, for all intents and purposes, truthfully, it was 9-3. to three. Um, Yanni hit that one where Zane was sitting in the corner, and then they both stood up, and then Yanni rolled through from that standing throw. Um, yeah, I mean, Yanni, Yanni's a better freestyler than Zane. It's been proven. Zane has won one match against him. And I guess two currently. Currently, correct. Currently, they're two and two. Really, I think they're three and one. Um, I think it's. I, I just think it's so great, so amazing. It's Yanni's kind of like you know, and I, I, I get it. Yanni hasn't won out, run real golds and Olympic golds like that. But Yanni's ability to perform at such a high level on the freestyle circuit while still such a young age in college. I mean. It's kind of like the Kyle Snyder thing. We were all right. just amazed when Kyle Snyder did it. Now, Snyder was on the World Olympic teams, and he was winning golds. But Yanni does have that type of talent to go out there and do some damage. Oh, absolutely. At, think, like real damage. I think, I, think, I think it's a significantly good comparison um, with, with Snyder and Yanni. Uh, what I wonder is, Zane just, he looks thin. At 65 kilograms. He looks like he's definitely sucking some weight to make 65. And I'm wondering if that weight cut's an issue, right? 65 is 143 and a half. 143 and a half. Zane wrestled at 149 pounds for most of his college Perfect career. Perfect weight for Yanni. Yeah. Perfect. Yanni, yeah, Yanni's coming up from 141, you know. So is it almost better to be, to be coming up from 141 or sucking down from 149, especially now that the day of weigh-ins, right? Previously, Zane was a little bigger with the day before weigh-ins. Last time Zane competed for the world championships in 2000 and. 17 because he didn't compete last year right um he he was a very solid uh, sized 65 pounder um but that was day before weigh-ins it's totally different it now it's different i'm wondering if if some of it i think some of it does have to do with zane cutting the weight look he, they, his cheeks look sucked out we said this when they implemented that day of weigh-ins was an absolute game changer it was going to change the dynamics of freestyle wrestling on the senior circuit especially who we see where and how well they perform if they stay at the same weight class as they were before to answer your question though and i mean just my opinion that is it better to come down from 149 to you know for for 65 kilos or up for 141 personally i think it's better to go up from 141 absolutely now it's all going to depend on how much you're cutting to make 149 before Right. You know, because some guys don't really cut that much. They don't need to. But right. It, they it, walk around at 153 and they're like, I'm just not going to cut. Weight. Right. So if it but if it's already a heavy cut, dude, getting down to that 143, it's it's tough. Yeah, you're adding on an extra freaking, you know, five and a half pounds. If you're sucking weight to make 49 and you're already, you add on an extra five and a half pounds and you still got the same same rules for weigh ins. The only difference is you're not weighing in as much. Because right. You're not you know, it's not a full season. I think that the cut has some effect on Zane. Who do I? What, what do what I do? Know? We Maybe know. Zane walks yeah. around at 145 exactly. pounds. Exactly. We're speculating. But yeah, but I, it look, his cheeks look. He sucked, did look sucked out. More sucked out than he did at 49. He still gets after it though. Oh, dude! Look, I don't care who our, I care who our rep is. I, I don't honestly. I only care about fairness. If, right now, if if, if this process re, needs yeah, to be fair, when they re wrestle it, and if Zane wins, hell yeah, let's and, go. And honestly, that's let's go. I was gonna say my my final thoughts on this topic is basically listen. 
regardless who our rep is, especially if Zane's knee is healthy, we are well represented at this weight class. Well represented. Zane's a beast, man. So that just goes to show you how how well Yanni is. But I tell you what, we haven't figured we haven't figured out the next. Uh, There's still another, another weight class. Con- kind of- almost like another controversy where we got to figure oh, out our weight class. Definitely, a you know, we've got the uh, the 79 kilogram class with with Kyle Dake and Alex Deringer, and this whole thing it just continues to baffle me. Like I'm just kind of surprised about how this played out. But I do understand some aspects of it. You know, essentially, right. listen, Dake hadn't competed in a long time. Still recovering from injury. Big injury. Big injury. Shoulder surgery, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, big shoulder surgery, I believe. Um, Postponed the final X matchup with Deeringer, but I think he waited till the last minute to do it. But from what I've been told, it was expected from everyone that he was going to. Really? This is just what I've been told. Okay. okay? From a a rather credible source that everybody (laughs) knew or should have known that, that Dake was going to do this. It looks like a little gamesmanship to me. So so basically, so for people that you know might not know, Kyle Dake, returning world champion who was unscored upon, got to sit in final X. Alex Derringer goes through the trials. He, he's Alex he, Derringer, who's actually ranked third, third in, the in the world, world. by flow rankings, right? Yeah, by, yeah. yeah Seth Patara, who dude knows he his knows stuff. His stuff. Um, he's got Derringer, and rightfully so, ranked third in the world. Dake ranked first. I mean, we're talking about... First and third in the world, both in the United States. Derringer makes, uh, makes it to the, uh, the trials. Derringer and Dake, they're supposed to hit on June 8th at Rutgers, Final X. Everybody's like, all right, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, because regardless of how you feel about Kyle Dake, look, Kyle Dake's one of the greatest. He's been one of my favorite wrestlers. One of the greatest. Derringer is tough as shit, and he... He wrestles Dake very, very tough. And he looks great at 79 kilos. Oh, he's kilos. looking real good. That's, that's, that's the thing we'll get into is that yep. the only time they ever hit at 79 kilos was their closest match. At 74, when I think that Derringer was cutting a little too much weight, Dake seemed to own him. But, so they're supposed to wrestle July or June 8th, Final mm-hmm. X Rutgers. June 4th, it's published that Kyle Dake re- requests the special wrestle off. It was within which, the time frame. Yeah, within the time frame and within his right to do so based on the, the rules. Hey, we talking about rules now, baby. They followed the rules here, and they gave him the special wrestle-off. It wasn't an- announced when they were going to wrestle right. off at that time. Give us the time period, then I want to give you my thoughts on, so, on some of this. Okay, so June 4th, the, he requested special wrestle-off, and so he kind of waited until literally four days before they were supposed to wrestle. And I'm thinking that's a little bit of freaking gamesmanship. So th- this wrestle-off is supposed to be in Fargo, right? No. No, no, no. The wrestle-off is going to be in Austin, Texas, and we'll get to that. But I mean— But this original one was supposed to be in Rutgers, Final X. Oh, okay. I thought you meant that—okay, no, I got you. Yeah, I got you. No, yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting Right. There. So he requests it. He requests a special wrestle-off, and it's granted. But that's four days before Final X. You know a world champion wrestler like Derringer's not waiting for four days before to start getting his weight down, started getting into peaking season, right? You, what he basically did is he made Derringer—yeah, he made Derringer peak— to get ready for Final X Rutgers, get his weight down, and then four days before say, eh, I need a special wrestle off. All right. Well, okay. I, I, get, I get your opinion on that. Take us to the next timeline. So, okay. So the next timeline is Dake submits a doctor's note. My understanding, maybe you know better than I do. I thought the doctor's note was submitted that basically indicated that he wasn't capable of then wrestling at all until at that August time. 17th. Okay. So and if that's the case, and that's purely speculation, guys, and it may be completely wrong, but ultimately... They have to have a wrestle-off determined in this weight class. But then Date goes out and wrestles in Spain, right? He wrestles in Spain. So that's the biggest con- controversy here. He says that his doctor note he submits says he can't wrestle. It says he can't wrestle until August 17th. 
Are we sure about that? No, it says, well, basically it was indicating that, yeah, the wrestle off couldn't occur until August 17th. Yeah, okay, so he wasn't, either way, it said he wasn't, either wrestle, way, baby. he said he wasn't wrestled, ready to wrestle off at Final X. Okay? I don't know anything else past that, but he had a doctor's note. Yeah, and the doctor's note says August 17th. Okay. Or whatever. But then he says he signs up for Spain, mm-hmm. which is in July. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'm going to go to Spain. And Darren's camp's like, whoa, hold on now, hot dog. Mm-hmm. Hold on, hot dog. You're telling me you can't wrestle off until August, whatever, but you're going to go to Spain and wrestle, and there's a controversy. Maybe there was a second doctor's note that said, well, he can go wrestle in Spain, but he can't do the wrestle-off with Derringer. Derringer's too much of a bad man. It goes all the way to where there's a seven-person, and I think there were some wrestlers involved in this, a seven-person committee that voted on whether or not they should allow Kyle Date to go wrestle in Spain, and it ended up, the vote ended up being four to three, allowing him to do it. All right, so let me give you some thoughts, just my thoughts on sure. this. And, and regardless... Of which wrestler side you're on, or oh, all that kind of stuff. I have literally no dog yeah. in this fight. I don't. I love both of them. I, they're both fantastic I think both wrestlers. Are gonna go win it. <laughs> Whoever wins, wins it. It's gonna win it. Let's think about this for a second. And I'm just trying to look at it purely from the wrestling standpoint of Kyle Dake. So we already said it was a pretty major injury. All right, major operation. Okay, right. long recovery time. And you keep me honest here, but I'm pretty sure that Dake hasn't wrestled all this year, right? In None. a tournament, none. Not since he had that in- in- injury. Right. Correct. Okay. I he's wrestled those worlds. Okay, exactly. Since, uh, what was it, Istanbul? Or? Yeah, exactly. So here's the thing, and it goes back to a comment that I made earlier that he's recovering. He's had he's has my alarm that went off. Sorry about that. Ah, wake so up, Dad. He's been rehabbing. He's been recovering. He's had no chance to wrestle in a competition. Okay, this entire time, Deeringer has been training to beat Kyle Dake. Okay, Kyle Dake doesn't even know if his body is ready to wrestle and not not a not a, not a practice go live but a live it. competitive match under actual res- referee circumstances under the lights that with a lot riding on it okay so just let me finish i'm letting you so, finish. I say shit but as long as long as everything was you know you know all your t's were dotted you know t's were crossed i's were dotted I think that's a smart thing for Dake to do. If he's nearing full recovery, go see how it holds up. If he can get away with it, sure. If he can get away with it. So I would have done the same thing. I understand it. If you can get away with it, sure. Do you, because but is that fair? Is it fair? I don't know. If you're telling if you're telling Daringer's camp and you're submitting doctors notes saying you can't go until August 17th and then all of a sudden you're going out to Spain and wrestling. I totally get that. Now, yeah, if that was the rule that, hey, we're going to give you a warm-up tournament, okay. But he submitted – the note that said he can't go and then he's now saying he can go what the hell's the difference no i i get it and he apparently he was going in the room anyways everybody was tweeting man just rolled around with dake beat my ass right i saw it saying i ain't even wrestling i said i I saw i ain't even wrestling but my thing look if if it was done within the rules it was allowed he he could have done it it's the smart thing to do to go get actual mat time in a competitive situation before you jump on the mat with one of the best guys in the world facing off with a lot riding on the line your third best guy in the world if like i said if you can get away with it and it's within the rules, and they had that vote, and the vote was four to three to go do it. Hell yeah, that makes way more sense. That makes sense to go do it. Now I can tell you, if I'm in Daringer's camp, and I, if I'm if I'm repping Daringer, I'm gonna say, hold on. Oh yeah, I'm a little upset. Yeah, you like, said, wait a minute. You said that, yeah, yeah, you made my ass freaking get down to weight and peak for final X, and then all of a sudden request a wrestle off, and then now you're playing games with me. Now Agreed. you're playing games with the rules. Uh, now agreed. you're taking advantage of what's allowed. But if it's allowed. Right, but he's it goes back, but it, but goes it goes back that if it is allowed and it's if it, if it, if it's within your rights and if it had happened to Deering or, or anyone else and they had the ability to do that too, I got no issues with it, man. Because ultimately, it's ben, like rich people 
giving guardianship to poor people so they don't got so they can get their kids into college. For it free. truly happens. I just told you about that. Yeah. It's on the news. That's what it's like. <laughs> you're playing with you're playing with you're playing with the rules when it's not supposed to be. I got to pay full freight for my freaking kid to go to college with some rich ass mofo can just emancipate their kid and give guardianship away to some poor person so they don't got to pay for their kid for college. Bullshit. Same way is if you're saying you can't go, don't go over and wrestle four matches over in Spain. Don't go do that. You wrestle when you can wrestle, buddy. That's the way it works. And you know what? That sucks. All right. So injuries are part of the damn sport. And let me give you let me just give you some thoughts on that. This is some additional thoughts on that as well. Listen. I have a very much a love-hate relationship with how the United States determines their guys for the World Olympic teams. I don't agree okay? with that at all. So, and let me tell you I why. I agree with you. Because I'm almost positive that there are other countries out there that they put the best guy on the mat regardless of what happens. They know who the best guy is. They put him on the mat. And then they might have these you know, other occasions where they got to do some wrestle-offs and stuff like that. Sure. Okay? So my thing is this. If you got a guy that you know is one of the best guys in the world, okay, and you've got one guy that's been training just to beat him, and he's got to go do a wrestle-off just, just to beat Deeringer. It's, it's disadvantageous to our system. Now, I know we live in a country where it's like, hey, you wrestled off, you won the spot, you get to go. But how many times does that, that happen? And then that guy goes out there and fault flops, but the guy he beat could had a great chance to medal. Right. It happens. No, I, I think you're right. I, I think what, what, our, what our ultimate goal should always be is to get the best team. The world's 100%, but in a fair and due process as well. But there has to be, in my opinion, there has to be something in there for discretionary stuff. Because, and I'll put it it to you this way let's say it's you and me. No, you're convincing me. I'm I'm, now I'm on your side, but but, but for the listeners, I look at it this way let's just say it's you and me, all right? So we're on the senior team, we're out wrestling. Hell yeah, would never happen. Woo, yeah, I'm 57 kilos, baby. Yeah, anyway, but we're out (laughs) wrestling in all these international tournaments, okay. I'm meddling. I'm bringing home medals. I'm doing well. You're not doing great. We I'm meet, thinking it up. We meet up in like the final X or whatever, and you beat me because you have a style that can beat me. I take you down and lace you up. Exactly. Okay. I break down ankles. Are you <laughs> are you really the best guy to go represent the country? I what agree. Do, you know what I'm saying? I agree. And but there's now that's, that's be the that. Yanni Zane thing, kinda. It is kinda. I mean So that's my thing No you make I love the process It's been improved The final X is awesome The way they're doing things I think it's great But listen I thought final X was rad this year Oh well, absolutely I love the two I love that they did the two I love that the women It highlights the women and a Greco lot more was even it, yeah, involved. I think loved it Two days Two dates rather than three was awesome And I liked that they had two sessions mm-hmm. I watched them both I watched them all Man that rocked But, so, hey, but that's my thing you, right You talked me into it You're right Dake should get a tune up they should get a tune-up. That makes sense, and it's within the rules. Hell yeah, I'm in. Let's go, Kyle Dake. And into and in the F. Point I, was, I was actually making. Okay. There was actually a time when it actually worked out. What well, actually worked out well for the country? It's back when when Brands was training for the world, and um, Ky, uh, Kendall Cross was just training for Brands. Yeah, Cross beats Brands, and Cross happens to go out there and win the gold. He so won the gold. You know, it did happen that time. But I know there's been other times where. It didn't happen like that. Kendall Cross won the gold, and then he had the best wrestling shoes of all time. Oh, his shoes were great. Well, the, uh, yeah, the Adi Stars, the white ones, too. I had I had a pair of whites. I still got two pairs of blacks in my uh, basement. Nice. You can't have them, boys, especially not you, Kevin Clanch. All right, let's stick to Final X for just a second. Cause... All right, and then I want to – Then I want we got We should talk some Daringer about who we think is going to win this match. Oh, let's do that right now. Let's do that right now. Let's. So they're going to have a wrestle-off. You said it's in Texas, right? Yeah, that's what – okay, so they're wrestling off August 17th in Austin, Texas. Home of Flo Sports. Home of Flo. And I'm thinking that's great. Apparently Flo's not really involved. Close to Oklahoma State. A lot of Daringer fans coming. I don't, 
They're wrestling off at Round Rock High School in Texas. I don't think anybody's going to go. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Why did they make this decision? It makes no sense. Let's fly Dake literally across the country. I mean, you couldn't almost get further across the country for Kyle Dake. Well, if you went to California. Yeah. <laughs> Alaska, Hawaii. Okay. You know, I'm just saying. Puerto, Puerto Rico. <laughs> um, and then, and I mean, it's not even that close, honestly, for Derringer. I mean, it's, it's probably eight hours. Why the hell are they doing it in Texas? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. But you know what? We're going we're gonna to see a best two out of three there. So let's talk a little bit about Kyle Dake versus Alex Derringer. Let's do it. Derringer, he's been wrestling. He, he goes been. out and he wins the Dogu. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're talking about Dogu champs now. Kyle Dake goes out and wins the uh, Grand Prix of Spain. Mm-hmm. Not even close to the Dogu. Oh, I think he also won the, uh, this little tournament called the Worlds last year, too. He did win the Worlds. But we're talking about right now. I right, know. Right I now. Know. And, he, and I think in the Grand Prix of Spain, he ended up beating... Um, uh, the, his best match was against the 2018 U23 bronze medalist from right. Turkmenistan. Right. Okay. So it's a tune-up tournament. Right. Yeah. But he he looked like he could have used the tune-up. Yep. But that's actually what I'm trying to talk about. Is he needed a tune-up? He didn't look great. But he's going to have well over. He's going to have a month and a half or more before he wrestles Derringer. The question is, is he going to be fully ready to go? If he's fully ready to go, there's nothing that I've seen that makes me pick against Kyle Dake. Kyle Dake's 4-0 against Derringer. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, three of those matches were at 74 kilos, and they continually get tighter. First time they wrestled, it was a tech fall. Second time they wrestled, it was 3-0. Third time they wrestled, 2-1. Last time they wrestled, 5-5. Holy shit. If, that not, if that's not literally a pattern to showing that Derringer might win this match, I don't know what it so, is. And Ben, look, you are 100% correct here. Here's the thing. In typical, you know, in typical circumstances, Kyle Dake is the favorite and should be the favorite based on everything you just said there. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Uh, Unscored upon at Worlds last year. <laughs> but even if Kyle Dake was 100%, and I think he's going to get there in, in battle shape ready to go. I agree. And also, I will, I will argue this with anyone. I think Kyle Dake is one of the most mentally tough and composed wrestlers in the entire United States. Absolutely. You saw it in college. You see it on the senior circuit. Absolutely. And that is such a huge thing. What I love about Deringer is how much he's progressed. He hand fights Dake very well. I love watching him hand fight. And he's been able to do something that not a lot of guys do. He can actually get to his legs and finish at times without well, getting cut. he was able cut. to do it in the last match. I said, yeah, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, he's shown the ability to do that. Look, here's the thing. Anybody thinking this match isn't going to be close – you need to watch. Oh, it's going to be tight. Anybody that thinks that Deeringer doesn't have a chance to be the rep, you need to watch. And that's not disrespecting Dake. That just goes to show how great these two guys are. At the I end of the some day, people might even think that, that Deeringer is the favorite right now, based on the fact they haven't seen much of Kyle Dake lately. At and the end of the day, I'm I, I'm not going to bet against Dake. Okay, I, I, I'm not. I'm, da- I'm, um, I'm Dake till I die with this one. And it, it is one of those things too. Where I agree, either rep, I think either rep is going to be on the podium, if not on top. Oh, I think they're going to win it. I you think know, either seriously. Rep wins it. I think either rep wins it. To, to be honest with you, I think that the way Derringer's wrestling, the way he looked at at um, at, at the Dogu, I, I think that either either one either one wins it. I think that what's the big key is will Derringer be able to actually score on Kyle Dake? The last time they wrestled, he was able to. Mm-hmm. The uh, uh, three times before, he was not. What I think is a little bit beneficial to him is that they're in a weight class that's more fortuitous to him. It's seventy four kilograms, Dake. You know, Dake was really loving that 74 kg at the time. Derringer, I think, was a little big. 
It's funny you're saying this because Kyle Dake just went out and won that shit without having a point scored on him. I think he's handling this weight rather well. He's handling it extremely you know? well. And, think, but and I think this is a guy, Derringer's too. A better 70, Derringer feels better at 79 than he does. Because Derringer's already oh, said that he's without going a doubt, next year. Without a doubt. But Derringer Kyle Dake is also a guy that, listen, was almost our rep at, what, 92 when he went all the way no, up? 86. Was, uh, no, 86 yeah. when he went up to Russell Cox. He looked good there. He was just... I mean, it, for obvious reasons, you know. Cox coming from the nine seed to win that spot. And he's also a guy that won four college titles at four different weights. Weights don't bother Dake. Right. He competes hard oh, like, I, regardless. I that, yeah, I think that, well, Dake obviously looks good at 79 kilograms. What I'm saying is the difference is, is that Derringer feels better at 79 Absolutely. than he does at 74. That's why you see. That's why you see a better yes. match. Yes. Right? Yeah, I don't think that, look, I don't care if it's 74, 79, 86, 92, 97. Dake's going to go out there and compete. But I think that the best weight for Derringer is 79 kilograms, and that's why he puts on a better show mm-hmm. than he did at 74. And I tell you what, man, if he can get to that dump once, even once, maybe score a four-point exposure, it's going to make the match a little bit different. You're talking about for Derringer? Yeah. Yeah. That well, carry that he hit? So, and here's I – I've been thinking about, too, like taking into consideration Dake's time off the mat, the injury that he had, the surgery that he had. I'm wondering what his style is going to be because I think – it would be advantageous for Dake to shut him down offensively, keep it close without getting in on his legs, getting extended, all that kind of I stuff. Think that's what's and happen. I think I, I'm almost positive. I would bet that Dake will find himself in a chest wrap situation, and, and if he gets there, that's guaranteed yeah, points. That's, that's guaranteed him. power bomb that's right there. The so power bomb. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. brother. All right, that's, stick that's, with final X man. Great point. Um, Pat Downey. Let's talk Pat Downey for a second. PD three. He didn't wrestle in Final X. I know, but is this not a guy where everything that's happened to him and all the times he was being shit on in college, do do things not just have a way of just working out in Pat Downey's favor? Dude. Like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they worked out. They worked out extremely well for him, right? Absolutely. I mean, look, Pat Downey deserves to be our rep. And for anybody that says that, oh, he should have had to wrestle off Nick Heflin again, or Bo Nickel should have had the opportunity to uh, go up, or no, or no, excuse me, drop down, or Derringer should have had the opportunity to go up. No, they picked their weights. Yep, you pick your you weights. You weights. Pat Downey was the one that decided he was going to pick the weight that uh, David Taylor was at. And Heflin was the second best guy in the country at that weight, right? At right. the time? Yeah. yeah, and he beat him, and he beat him convincingly. Right. The amazing thing about Pat Downey, in my opinion. My Mar freaking blew it. But anyways, uh, go ahead. The amazing thing about Pat Downey, in my opinion, is that. He, for the most part of his wrestling career, has been just operating off a of pure talent. And that shows how much talent that he has. And now he's in a situation out there in Jersey with Reese Humphreys. And even, did you watch that flow thing with Humphreys and Downey? Did you watch that? No. So I, I actually I watched that. And I thought it was really good because they were even talking about this a bit. Like, oh, no, I watched it. I you know, watched and Humphreys said that one of the biggest jobs for him with Downey is keeping it right up here in the mind. He's working. It's He's out been. there working. He's got talent. Dude, you guys want to go upper body with Downey? I don't care how good you are. Y- y- you might find yourself on your back. You might wind up on your back, bro. Downey's got this inner resourcefulness that a lot of wrestlers have and that's very important. The ability to to not have to now granted he's you know he has help but to, to be able to rely on yourself and to be resourceful for yourself to figure things out and continue to grind he's almost like what the what, what was that one thing the, the only bug that didn't get killed by that like you know when the when uh 
A cockroach? Yeah, the cockroach. The cockroach. You know, you just can't. You like can't. if there was a nuclear attack and yeah. radiation, it'd just be roaches. If there's a nuclear attack and radiation, it's going to be roaches and Pat Downey because that mother effer is going to survive. Because he's just got the inner resourcefulness to do it. And you know what? He earned his spot. You're damn right he did. Am I, am I going to root for him? You're damn I'm right root for him. Too. Do I think he's a great person? Do I think that he's awesome? Uh, he's been going Does pretty- he still have to qualify the weight? Yeah. So we still got to qualify that weight for one. So that's important. Everybody to know. has to for the Olympics. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But it, it has no effect on the world. You're right. No, you're right. World, you're right. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, all, dude, this stuff's so I'll, hard to find. I will be completely honest with you. Um, I agree with all that you said there. Like he, he deserves to be the rep. He's earned it. He's done everything that he should have done. He can't help it that he didn't have to wrestle David Taylor. Uh, you know, faults on Bo Nickel for not going down. Faults on Deeringer for not going up if that's what people wanted. Um, at the end of the day, do I expect him to make the podium? Honestly, I don't. No, I don't. I don't. But he is one of those guys that if he keeps his head in it, his talent can put him in a position to win a match at any time. Could he be a Joey Cologne? He could, but, there randomly. but I think he's going to have some then, very tough people in that weight class. Yeah. No, I think it's a little different. Yeah, and I think Cologne, has probably, had a, Cologne probably had a little bit more success over the, in the international True. circuit than Pat Downey had. Now, Down, Downey had some age-level success a while back. Yeah, he was, was a junior, a silver, junior silver medalist. Yeah, yeah. 2008. 2011, I think, yeah. 10, 11. But, you know, We're talking a while ago. But I, I'm just going to say, look, we had Pat Downey on the podcast a long time ago. Um, we, we've kind of followed him throughout. Um, I actually, I'm actually pretty happy for him that he's found himself finally in a position that is good for him. And Reese Humphrey is a great guy, and I think Reese Humphrey can do wonders with Pat. Yeah, and not just that, Reese. Um, Tyler Graff too. Tyler Graff, yeah, baby. exactly. You know, I exactly. Mean, the New Jersey RTC's got a little bit of something going on. Ashnault looked pretty damn good. Um, so, well, until he ran into James Green, but you know, now we're just going straight bar talk wrestling. I love this, Ben. I love this. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I think the NG, uh, the New Jersey RCTs. Uh, oh, they're on the come up. Yeah, absolutely. They absolutely Jersey are. Jersey General is on the come up. I think that Rutgers is going to end up being pretty damn good here soon. Do they have a marquee guy out there yet, though? I mean, I know they got two guys on the world team, but I mean, like a marquee guy yet? Mm-mm. I didn't think so. They're going to get one. They're going to get a big name marquee guy that's going to train there with them, and it's going well, to. I think ele- Ashnault's going to be, and a it's going to elevate everyone else. I think Ashnault's got a decent future. I don't know. He, he does. We got to get him on some teams first. Well, you know yeah, I mean? but I think eventually he might be a guy that, you know, can man that 70-kilogram spot after James Green, you know, goes out and wins the He's got a shot. I mean, I think you got guys like Deacon, Nolf, um, Ashnault, guys like that. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. But Well, we, Nolf's a 74 guy now. Oh, that's true. Remember he went up? That was mm-hmm. weird. I, and, we okay. talked about that already. <laughs> One last thing on Final X is yeah. just because another former guest man. Goddamn Imar. Goddamn Imar. Martinez? Sorry. It, it, is he not a fighter? I mean, give him all the props in the world for taking it. At, he threw. He went after JB. I I loved it. And what's even best, he had he, it. He has made tremendous jumps since he you know finished college, went back into freestyle to where he is now. He whipped off. Oh, absolutely, dude. There were a lot of people that thought he wasn't going to do well at the freestyle level, well, they and. Don't. I mean, this guy is making huge jumps, and I'm telling you, he's going to have a lot to say about that 74 class when JB finally gets out of it, too. Oh, he will. Him, Mackay. There's, there's some dudes on the come up. USA Wrestling is, is money. Mackay. Oh, Mackay Lewis. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I thought it was somebody's last name. I'm like, <laughs> some dude who was a junior yeah. world champ. 
Well, and then, you know, all the other guys that we mentioned, because, listen, 70 kilograms is an Olympic weight. So you're talking the Deacons, you know, so you're going up there. You're talking, like you said, the Nolfs. Yeah, all those types of guys. But I am super impressed with his um, level of progression that he's done, and I cannot – he blew me away with how he went after J.B., and yeah. I think I recall. I think JB even gave him a lot of props. He yeah, he took him down. I mean, like legit, his shots, reattacks, things of that nature. He had that one match won until the very end there. I and mean, he all, won one. Yes, God, love it. One last thing on Final X, and actually not Final X. Um, this I think was World, be World Team Trials. Or we already talked about it. The final thing was Derringer whipping Zahid. Remember, right, he, he right, right. Yeah, I, I think we touched on that when we did yeah. our final X preview. I, I can't remember. I just, we did. We did. It's like another reason why I think that Deringer is a different dude than he has been. He, he 100% has right. been. And That's I, what I mean. And Deringer also, for people that are following the senior circuit that are heavily college fans actually first, sure. you know, Deringer was so good in college, but it was at a time where I think he was being overshadowed by a lot of other people who were just doing dominant things. I think during he won that a time period. He did win a Hodge. He finished third, one, one, one. Yeah. He His only loss at the John? NCAA tournament was Dan St. John, and it was controversial. Derek I think Deringer should have won that. Hell yeah. yeah. So. He was that good, and he also had success on the age group level in freestyle because I think he was a junior world champ or silver medalist. Yeah, I agree. So I, I, mean, I can't remember what it was, but I know he, I know he medaled. You know, you know he works hard. He loves this stuff. It's we've got some rivalry rivalries developing on the senior circuit. Love I love it. I love the depth that we're starting to get. Love it, and also. We just continue to see success at the, the age group levels, cadet and junior. I know, you know, we, we, we've been doing great in junior, men's and women both. Um, you know, our cadets are out there wrestling right now. Probably not as well as they did last year, but we're bringing home lots of medals. And these are things that we didn't do on a consistent basis 10, 15 years ago. Right. Our, our, our renewed or actually initial focus now on age level uh, wrestling in, in age level medals has been huge, and I think that if you look at it, there's been a huge correlation between age level medals and college success, and in our international success on the uh, the world level. One hundred percent. I mean, it just there was a time back in the, you know the two thousands where people thought like this was dying out because MMA was going to take over. It's, that didn't happen. We've just gotten we've gotten better as a whole, and I th- I I, th- I think it bodes very well for the future of USA wrestling. It's great. It's great. We've we've been able to make it financially make sense for people to continue to wrestle after college, um, and and, th- and that's been huge because we're starting to attract our best wrestlers, and they're they're not going other places. One hundred percent. All right, man. Where you want to go to now? What do you want to do? You want to talk about some of the some of our representatives we got, men's and women, and maybe how we see. How we see their chances, how we see that they could perform. Yeah, I think it's I think it's maybe, maybe worthwhile to do a little uh, uh, a little reflection of hey, who do we got on the team and whether or not they think you know we think that they've got a good shot at Madeline. You know, I'm not sure, especially with David Taylor being injured, right. that we're going to compete for that top spot like we won in, in Paris. Agreed. Where, where the team won, it. and even last year we took second to Russia, who had a, an amazing team. Well, I mean, and, and also, I mean, when you look at it, we've. We've got a new guy at 61. 65 is still not figured out. Right. 79 is not still figured out, even though both are going to be great. We've got the David Taylor thing. So there is still a lot of questions to be answered, but I still think we're putting out a very solid team. Oh, we're going to put out a team that's going to compete, right? That's going to compete for uh, top three for sure. I mean, and, and I think that, you know, none other than starting off 57 kilograms with, uh, with, with Dayton Fix, taking over the spot from Thomas Gilman, who in Paris took a. Um, 
took a silver medal uh, to, I believe, Takahashi from Japan. Mm -hmm. uh, didn't medal last year. Was kind of, uh, unfortunately, uh, fell out. But he now changed his style a bit last yeah. year, and I think it impacted him. We've we already talked about sure. that ad nauseum. But Dayton Fix, former junior world champ, I think he, like, tech-followed his way to a title. You know, he's now our rep. I know he's ranked probably something like 13th in the in the world, but I think that he definitely has got a medal chance. I, I think anytime you got a junior world medalist that was dominant um, in, in age-level success, as dominant as Dayton Fix was, I think that I feel good about our representative there. Real quick, I just got a, a, a little notice on this as, as far as our cadet medals go. Yeah. Men, we brought home two medals. We got a guy that took gold. We got a guy that took bronze. And we had two guys uh, that actually finished fifth, including a yeah. uh, highly touted uh, Howard that's going to Penn State. Yeah. Our yeah. women, um, let's see, we got two that got a silver. We've got another one in the finals tomorrow and two going for third. Our women man. are killing it, man. Our women are killing it. And you can we're, absolutely we're see that at the women's college wrestling for those that stay in wrestle women's colleging and how it's translating to our women's senior team well, just the they're exciting yeah the technical level of women's wrestling in the united states from let's say 2000 to 2019 19 years difference has just been i mean, I mean just an immense different change it used to go from you know women that you know the technical the technical wrestling of it wasn't quite the same now these women are every bit as technical as the men you know, so I think that the, um, it just goes to show you that, that that the the gains that women's wrestling in the United States have made are, are paying off significantly by how many medals we're bringing home six medals for women's wrestling and cadets, and and I and I've got to imagine that our senior team is and our junior team is going to do just as well, if not better. So you got our men's team pulled up over there, right? Yeah. So let's just let's just kind of peruse through it a bit because I think there's actually some good fodder to have here. You did, you, you know, you brought up Dayton Fix, and I'm gonna, I'll tell you right off the bat. I look forward to so many more matches between Fix and Gilman, um, and I'll be very frank with you. I think Dayton Fix does have a, a good chance to get on the podium. Yeah, I, I mean, I think his top game separates himself from a lot of other people. He's got an amazing gut wrench. Um, he's hard to score on, and he, very and, athletic, right? And he can, and he, he he's got you know that inside trip and some other some other uh, technical abilities from from neutral that can put up bigger points, right? You you put up four points uh, off off an inside trip puts you in a really good spot to win that match i like dayton fix as a medal contender there um i think he's got just as good of a shot to, to, to win a medal as thomas gilman did two years ago when he made the finals so i think that i think the dayton fix is going to compete and he's definitely going to give us a medal chance all right what about the cinderella story man the story that actually brought tears to some people's eyes oh, the kid goodness. the guy that's I, I mean i was certainly welling up a little bit tyler graff man dude tyler graff has been so close to winning so many things. The bridesmaid. He's always been the ultimate competitor. Four-time All-American in college. Was amazing. Made the finals. Got beat by uh, Ramos, Ramos in the finals. Um, he's performed really well when he's wrestled on the senior circuit. Goes out there. Knocks off. Joe Colon, who you know surprisingly took a bronze medal, the Cinderella, the Cinderella the, the year of the before, tournament the year before, you know, and you know, you and I talked about this before, like when we were doing the the final X, you know, discussion and preview and everything. Um, what are your thoughts about him? Oh, I couldn't be happier for a guy like Tyler Graff. I think he represents the sport really well. He's one of those guys that Agreed. just shows you not to give up on your dreams. Um, you know, he'd been close. He wrestled in the uh, non Olympic weight 
uh, World Team Trials Finals that happened at the Dave Schultz against Logan Stieber a couple years ago, the year that Logan Stieber won it. He'd always been that guy that had made the finals and had been, or, you know, close to making a world team, but just had somebody in his way. He, he looked like he actually, his, he looks right now, at least at Final X, like he'd been wrestling the best he's been wrestling ever. It's funny you say that now. because he's always been a really good wrestler, but you can tell, I don't, we'll just call it the Reese Humphrey effect right now. Something's yeah. happened out there. Where either they've got his head straight or they've tweaked, for, you know, some some technical things, um, some game plan strategies. But he did look a lot different in that match than we've seen him in the past. Does he have a shot to get on the podium, though? Well, I think that he's got probably just as good a shot as, as uh, Joe Colon did last year. He's one of those guys that's going to really need a draw, I think, to, to to get on the podium. I wouldn't I wouldn't pencil him in as a as a podium contender guy, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's wrestling for a medal. Do you, correct me if I'm wrong here, and I, I'm probably wrong, but Joe Cologne has a, has a really good top game, right? Yeah, Joe Cologne's Mr. Gut Rat. Com, kind of an equal, an, a neutralizer when you're on right. the stage right there. Does does Graf have something like Graf's that? not quite. Graf's, Graf's, I think, much better on his feet than Joe Cologne is, and that's kind of how Graf won the match. And everybody's great on their feet right. out there. Right, he didn't really allow Cologne to get on top and, and, and work his magic. Right, that's, I think that's the difference maker. Not to say that Joe Colon would go out there and win another medal. No, of course. And I think we got the right rep there, but I, I don't think that we're going to medal it this way. And I think it would be, I, I would be surprised if we did, but you know what? Stranger things have happened. All right, we've already talked about 65. We know there's still a lot to be uh, decided there. Um, obviously, as we already said, either guy who reps this has a great chance to get on the podium. I do think Yanni actually has a chance to win the thing, in my opinion. Um, I, might, I might just be biased. Uh but anyway, let's let's get to 70, man. James Green. James Green says, you know what? I'm not dead yet. I'm not dead yet. Yep. You <laughs> went back, reclaimed his spot, got the victory over uh, Deacon, right, who actually beat him uh, yeah, at the U.S. Open. Deacon beat him at the Open. Deacon gets the sit. That's weird. And then, you know, and then we're thinking. The moth, okay, man. Yeah then, we're, yeah, then we're thinking it's going to be Green Nolf, right? Who's going to make the finals? Green Nolf. Nolf makes that decision to bump up to 74. What a weird decision. And uh, Green just goes out and rolls it, and then he goes out and just – I think he beats Ash Nault in the World Team Trials uh, Challenge Tournament Finals, and then he goes out and wrestles Deacon, whips him up. Green looks like the green of old. Remember, Green is, I think, a couple-time world medalist. He made a finals in Paris, um, had a nice draw to do it. I, I think that Green is definitely I, – I think Green is ranked 12th in the world. He's kind of fallen off a little bit right. the last couple of years. Yeah, you know, because he's taken some losses. But exactly. he's proven that he can compete on the world stage. I like him to get a medal this year. Do you really? I really do. Okay. I like him to get a medal this year at 70 kilograms. I think that it's a really nice – I think it's – I just think that he's he's looking pretty damn good. He is. We know he's a great wrestler. We know he's a great freestyle wrestler. The biggest thing with James Green right now, and I'm going to equate this a little bit to the Logan Steber on the senior circuit – it's inconsistency. You're not sure which one you're going to get, which one's going to show up, and that's kind of been my thing. Um, when he lets other guys control the pace of the match, kind of like he did with Chamberlain. You remember Jason when, when oh, he wrestled yeah. Jason Chamberlain? Chamberlain wanted to slow it down, keep it close. He actually let him do that. He was still able to win the match, though. Sure. But what James Green are we going to get? Absolutely, full-heartedly, though, believe that he has a great shot to win a medal. Would you bet on it right now? Well, so here's the, here's the, here's the intricacy that that's um, unknown, or uh, you've got to look closely about what, that he's ranked 12th. He's ranked 12th, but guess how many Russians are ranked above him? One, Nine. two, three, four, five, six Russians are ranked above him. They can only send one, ladies and gentlemen. So the, you take out five of them, all of a sudden he's ranked seventh. 
And if you're ranked seventh, you got a damn good shot. I think he's going to need a good draw. I do think he's going to need a good draw. Well, all them Russians ain't going to be in that. Team <laughs> that right. is true. That is that definitely is true. Russian has six guys ranked in the top 11 at that weight. Dude, I'd be defecting. Yeah, well, you know what they're doing. Instead, they're just eating their vitamins. <laughs> They've got the best vitamins. We'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, 74, look. Ooh, baby. JB looked good. I ain't going to bet against this. I'm dude. not going to bet against JB. Yeah, Sadikov, who beat him um, last year at, uh, in, this, in the uh, quarters of Worlds, um, you know, he's ranked number one in the country, or excuse me, in the world at that weight. Uh, Chimizo's third. Chimizo goes out there and does. What do you think about him not wrestling um, Burroughs at the Dogu? Ah, he forfeits in the finals. You wanker. You come all the way out there to wrestle. What a wanker. Yeah. And I like Chimizo. I love his style. I really do. You know, he's the one seed at Worlds. Right. I, right. Based on the way they do their rankings yeah. and everything. Look, I love watching Chimizo wrestle. Chimizo's slick. But come on, bro. Watch him wrestle. Wrestling. Especially because it wouldn't have even affect. Even if Burroughs would have beat him, Chimizo still would have been the one seed. I don't know why they do You think do it's it. one of those things where they, 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 they don't want to get a, they want to give as few looks as possible. Field. It is. You're field. right. It's a field thing. Um, you know, I, I want to see Burroughs Sadikov again because uh, Burroughs was winning that match. Sadikov scored at, at the end to, to win, and we were just sitting here like, oh my God, Burroughs just lost in the quarters. And now Sadikov, who was kind of unknown at the time to a lot of people, you know, he had to wrestle Chimizo in the semis, and we're like, Burroughs ain't going to medal. Chimizo's going to win. Then Sadikov goes and beats. Uh, Chimizo, and then Burroughs wrestles Chimizo for the bronze and, and wins that. Um, so, and right now, Burroughs is ranked second by UWW rankings, so they would be on opposite sides. Burroughs and Chimizo. And Chimizo. They would be right. on opposite sides. But Sadikov, I think, is third, right? Um, Sadikov is third. So that's awesome. I want to see Sadikov Burroughs again, baby. And I do think Burroughs that... Burroughs going to beat them Russians. And, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, right now at five would be uh, Bekzad... Um, Abdur Rachmanov or whatever yeah. from from um, Uzbekistan. Uh, Uzbekistan, who's a phenomenal wrestler in himself. He beat Burroughs at Olympics. Yeah, that's who I was, talk- I was talking Olympics. about earlier. He is the five, so he's going to be up there with Chimizo, right? Yeah. Should be. So I do like that. Listen, I like Burroughs to win this thing. Oh yeah, he's got to go out and Burroughs wrestle day, it. Baby. The only question I ever have with JB is how much more time do we? When's Father to, to Time going to catch up you know? with that guy? You you said something earlier about ambassadors of the sport. I think Jordan Burroughs has been one of the greatest ambassadors for USA wrestling we've ever had. Oh, that, undoubtedly, you probably know, the uh, best. I, I seriously probably believe that. He's, he's probably the best. I mean, obviously Dave Schultz and all them, you know. Well, let's not, of let's course, not obviously. So, Man, I mean, we'd obviously, you know, be remiss not to mention, you know, Willie at Flow, obviously, you know, one of the greatest ambassadors of all time. Pro- shout out to Willie. What? <laughs> this Bud's for you, buddy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I right, Willie's funny. I always love running into him. I'm just going off on a tangent right there. I, I like it. He, uh, yeah, he's he, you know he's the self-proclaimed greatest mind in wrestling. You know what? That's okay. There's a lot of self-proclaimed greatest at something all over the place. I'm, I'm I've never self-proclaimed, I'm self-proclaimed not, to be great at anything. Yeah, I'm pretty much just average. Pretty much just average. Average at best. 79 kilograms. I mean, it doesn't matter who we send. I, they're going to win it. That's my opinion. I do think they both have the chance to win it. Um, the only question is who's going to represent us. We already talked about 86. Um, 92, dude. In my opinion, best wrestler, one of the best wrestler, one of the best wrestler in the world in yeah. general. In, yeah. in general, he's the number one seed. Or excuse me, he's the um, number one ranked guy in the country. At, I'm not, and I'm not saying he is the best wrestler in the world, regardless of weight class. But he is one of the best wrestlers in the world, in my opinion. In general, especially when he wants to get after it. That's the key. Is he going to get after it? If he gets after it like he did last year, he's going to win another world title, and it ain't going to be a thing. 
No, not at all. You almost you think when you have to practice for Jaden Cox, your opponent, whoever you're wrestling with, have to just load up with Vaseline all over oh the body. Oh my god, I, dude! I think about that like at least twice a week. Of how do you how sweaty? How he do you is. score on it, dude? That's sweaty. It's freaking hard. I'm but, just telling you. Hey, did you see his uh, his Twitter piece he put out there? The sign language. Yeah, I think that's dude, awesome. that's amazing. Yeah, he's been doing. He's some such of that. a good dude too, man. Such an amazing person. I want to hang with that dude. I tell you what, he's looked really good since he kind of uh, he moved to the. Um, uh, moved to Colorado Springs. To the training center? Yeah, to the training center. Makes you know? sense. Not, and, and no disrespect to Missouri, but I just think that he's a, he's got a little bit more of a, um, a, structure, a regimented A structured tra- training yeah. regimen, yeah. It's great. With, it's with great partners? That, you know, Absolutely. I think it looks good, man. All right, who do we have represented in 90, 97? Uh, 97, we're going to go with the guy. Uh, is that uh, Captain America? Who is a three-time world and Olympic champion and a one-time silver medalist, Captain America, Kyle Snyder. Unfortunately... I think he's going to take a silver this year. Do you really? Abdul Rashid Sajalayev is the best wrestler I've ever seen. Uh, I've, honestly. I've never uh, seen a better wrestler in my 35 years of life. I don't disagree with you. And it's it's funny when you watch him wrestle, like truly watch him wrestle and appreciate what he does because his technique is phenomenal. He is strong as an ox. He can go pound for pound with anybody when it comes to strength. But it's the athletic ability that he has at that size with that much muscle. That's what's so amazing to me. It's it's just unreal. But I'm not writing Kyle Snyder off just yet. Oh, no. Okay? Captain America's going to go in there. He's going to bring hell with him or whatever it was called. That one. Hell is coming or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And um, I, Hey, I love Kyle Snyder. I think that he's another one of those great ambassadors for the sport. And um, – he certainly got a shot to beat him. He's already beaten him. But we watched it. We, we did. went nuts we, on it. We, we have did. it literally on video of us watching Kyle Snyder beat Chad Jaliyev. Ben, but for Kyle Snyder to beat to beat him, he has to change the game plan and tactic because that last match was the completely wrong tactic. You can't just bull rush him you and can't. Try, you put yourself in a bad position. You got to try to wear him. You got to wear him down. Exactly. Hand fight. Hand fight. Yep. We th- we're thinking the exact same way. Don't put someone way. in a bad position. You got a hand fight, and that's what he did the year before when he beat him. He battled him. He battled. He made it a, a six minute match. Exactly, and that's what he has to do. <clears throat> you got to make it. He's, he's got to feel you for six minutes. He's got to feel you up in the guts for six minutes. I completely agree. But if there's one thing about Kyle Snyder that we've seen, he has the ability to make adjustments. Look, oh, look yeah. at when he wrestled Adam Coon. You know what I mean? Right, Making right. those adjustments based sure. on the, the size differences that, that ultimately paid off with him. So uh, what I'm looking most forward to is watching how, what he, how he changes his style approach going into this match, how he wrestles this match. He's got a chance to win the gold. I'm not writing him off. All right. I like it. What do you think about Kuhn? Two-time world team member, two-time world bronze medalist. Or not Kuhn, excuse me. I was like, wait a minute, did something happen? <laughs> I'm literally looking at you like, well, I think he's a great wrestler. It's I'm sure been he's, a while. I'm sure he's going to do well on Greco. But <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but can we talk about Gwizdowski? Gwizdowski. Who's probably friend. one of our best heavyweight freestyle wrestlers we've had in a while. He absolutely is. Um, you know, you know, is he going to beat Petrus Vili or Akul? He had a nice match with Akul at, uh, I think it was, was it the Dogu? Um, you know, he lost, I think, 5-1. to one. Kind of turned it on a little late, but you know, I think that Petrish Vili and Not Ghoul are are levels above Hottie from Iran. Remember that big ass mofo from Iran is right. is really good too. But uh, besides those top three dudes, I think that I think that Gwiz can compete with anybody. Uh, I like I like Gwiz to to uh, 
metal again. I, I do. I, I, like I do too. I like to get another bronze I do medal. Too. And you know, we've said this for, for multiple guys on this on this podcast. But one of the great things about Gwizdowski is watching how much he's progressed since he's really been hitting the senior circuit. He's progressed so much. Um, but again, I think going in with some of these guys that you mentioned, he's got to he's got to have a good game plan. He's got to stick to that game plan. And he's got to be very tactful and pick his shots. And then when he wears them down, let's start getting after them. Right. That's that's my opinion. No, I agree with you. I agree. He's got to use his athleticism at, at, at that size. Exactly. Um, overall, man, I think we're going to send out a really, really good team. I'm not quite sure we're going to compete. You know, we're going to take home the top spot, the number one spot without this year Taylor. without Taylor. Um, you never know what's going to happen. Upsets that can happen, and who can go out there and you know pull a surprise out of their ass. Pat Downey may go out there and freaking bring home a yeah. gold. Who knows? We're going to get medals. We're going to get medals. I, I don't think- know if Pat Downey's going to beat Tirati, but uh, yes, Donnie Tirati. But, right, <laughs> but it'll be um, fun to watch. Yeah, uh, that would be amazing. What about them women, though? I do think that the women... Is it their time to beat Japan? I don't know about that, but they... Look. I think we're a year or two away, Yeah, at so, least. So here's our women's team, right? 50 kilograms, Whitney Condor. 53, Sarah Hildebrandt. 55, Jakara Winchester. 57, Jenna Burkett. 59, Allie Reagan. Kayla Miracle at 62. Forrest Molinari at 65. Tamara Menza Stock at 68. Victoria Francis at 72, Adeline Gray at 76. That's a lot of previous medals that we already got going on here. And that's without, unfortunately, Helen Marulis, Olympic gold medalist. Correct. Um, who, who I think will be back. I don't think she's done. She, said she, she did say she wasn't retiring. Right. So here's the thing with this think? women's team. Um, we have some heavy hitters that can do great things. We also got a couple of new faces. Okay. We got some new faces. Uh, we got that some new replaced, faces. Um, you know, who are very good in themselves. You, you you look at Kayla Miracle, who had that phenomenal wrestle off last year with uh, Mallory Velty. Velty actually won that. She out went out and won a bronze medal. That's okay. What I mean, we're yeah. So medals. and Kayla Miracle has every bit the skill and talent to go out there and actually win a medal of her own. Okay. With, without knowing, and I'm not gonna act, I'm not gonna act like I know everyone she's gonna be competing against, but she's got the talent. Um. Force Molinari. Molinari's been on. Dogu she's Chan. looked really good lately. Right? Or no, not Dogu. Um, what she just win? She did just win something. Yeah, I'm not sure what I'm it was. Check, check that. Talking. But she did just win something. Um, you know, we got Hildebrand. In my opinion, I think Hildebrand right now has progressed into one of the best women wrestlers in the world. Okay, I, I really do. Um, I think she's got the ability to to win gold. Oh, Hildebrandt? Um, yeah. She got a, a silver last year. Exactly. And it was the Dogu. I'm sorry. Guys. And she went out. She won the, the, the Oregon this past year. She's been winning tournaments. She's saying she feels good. She feels great. Her head on straight. I, I do think that she um, maybe not have the statistics or the accolades to back it up just yet, but I do think she is wrestling herself into one of the best women in the world at the moment. Oh, Sarah Hildebrandt's. Sarah Hildebrand is going to. What, she took a silver last year? I believe so. Yeah, she's she going to do at least that this year. I, I you know who else uh, won the Oregon? Tamira. A couple times. Tamira Menza Stock. Is it the year Tamira Menza Stock wins a gold? I think she's won the Oregon three years in yeah. a row. She did, she, she medaled last year, right? Yeah, she, she did. Uh, finally was, got over the hump. Was, was it a bronze or a silver? A bronze. A bronze. Uh, Apologies if that's not a, that's not. Yeah, we didn't. I know we got. We didn't look all this up. So I love Tamira, man. I love watching her wrestler. I loved having her on this podcast. She's got such an awesome personality, super cool. And again, she needs to do it on the the big stage, like the Worlds and Olympics. But she is literally one of the best wrestlers out there right now on the women's circuit. 
She has all the talent and ability to bring home in a gold. She's just got to put it together on that given tournament. Give me a gold for her. I want a gold for her so bad. That would be awesome. And you know who we get back this year is Adeline Gray. Who we do. Who year off last year. I think that, you know, that's going to be a big boost to the team. She's been wrestling well. Uh, yeah, I think she beat recently, she beat uh, Weeby, who was the Olympic champ at, her, at that weight, the year that she didn't, she didn't win it. Um, she, she's, she's looking great. Allie Reagan has been a consummate um, solid, uh, solid force for the team for the past couple of years, medalist. Aside from, you know, she couldn't wrestle last year at Worlds because of injury. She was replaced by Jenna Burkett, I do believe. Um, so, but before that, she was bringing home medals consistently. Right. How about, let's talk about JB for a second, Jenna Burkett. Jenna Burkett. I will tell you this. Since she made that drop down to that weight class at 57, not only does she look very, very impressive physically, but her wrestling. She looks like a beast, She dude. does, yeah. Her wrestling looks a lot better at this weight class as well. Do you think she's got the ability to bring home a medal, though? Absolutely. That's a tough weight class. No, I think, I think she absolutely does. Who'd she beat at final last? I'm trying to find that out right now. Um, she beat. Um, oh my gosh, it was. Was it a Gello? Or Hill? Was it? No, it wasn't Hill. It wasn't uh, Catherine Shy, was it? No. Was it a Gello? Look it up. I'm, I'm trying. Know. This to. is such bad podcasting. And they just get, all I keep getting is Burkett versus Allie Reagan from the previous year. Really? Becca freaking Leathers. Oh, that's right. Bronze medalist uh, from a couple I mean. years I ago. I, I said that. I don't know why yeah. I said a gallo. I know. No, it's fine. But we've had, yeah, our team is kind of turned over. And we've got medalists that aren't even making the team because that's how competitive it is right now. And that's what I'm saying. And look, I will tell you, I, Becca Leathers is really, really good. Now, she's kind of fallen off a bit. I don't know whether it's been, she, she hasn't found the, you know, the right training situation. I know she's out there at North Carolina. She says she's loving it with a gallo. I don't know what's going on. But she was really, you know, she was doing really, really well. And I thought Burkett looked really good against her. I just, I, I don't think it has much to do with Becca Leathers, you know, falling off. I think it has more to do with Jenna Burkett finding the right weight class and making jumps and making some lifestyle changes that really are putting her into a position to where she's going to be able to compete on the 100%, stage. man, 100%. And I don't think anything would make me happier than to see her bring home a freaking medal. Oh, I'd be pumped. How about... Honestly, and how about our our, our WCAT program athletes, the World Class Army, whatever program athletes? They're they're doing really well, especially on they the got Greco two scene. On the team. Two, two on the team, and uh, they also put a lot of guy, a lot of people on the Greco team too. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. I think they got like three or four. I, Something like that. I could tell you right now here in a second. Maybe I'll be able. For to some reason, it. I thought it was five, but one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five. That's crazy. Four. Four. <laughs> four. Damn you, <laughs> dude. This is maybe not our best podcast of all time, but I'm really having a hell of a good time. <laughs> I'm having a great time. Speaking of that, man, I don't know what else you want to talk about. You got anything else, man? Dude, how about a shout-out to Tervel for bringing home a bronze from, Delagnav, from a tournament baby. like, two th- you know, in 2012. Way to go. Tervel Delagnav won a bronze medal in 2012. Um, the dude from, uh, was it Bulgaria? I think that uh, ended up winning it that year. Yeah. Um, he, he tested. He, he popped for steroids. Even though, you know, it's funny, he... Two years ago, they tested his 2008 sample because he was a uh, right or, or 2006 sample because he was an Olympic champ then or whatever. Positive. So who would have thought that he would have <laughs> in 12? Oh been, my god! He would have been clean. So he tests positive. The other guy that he wrestled against tested positive like a year ago for that 2012 sample. So both of the finalists tested positive. So they're wiped out. Terrell Blagnov gets a bronze medal. 
That's awesome. You know what? Shout out to the United States wrestling team, who's I don't believe ever in wrestling tested positive um, a, a, for an Olympics or Worlds. We do it clean. We do it right. Yeah, we only get dirty out of the season. That's, That's right. it. Yeah, just from our training, not during the Olympics. Yeah, but you know what? I'm kidding. I, 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 no, but you're right. The point you made is 100% correct. Yeah. We got a good program. All right, Travell gets a bronze medal. Got a bronze, baby. That's awesome. I tell you what, like you, like we were talking about earlier, if they keep testing these people, Brett Metcalf's gonna have a couple medals. Yeah, because they're gonna keep going back and they're gonna wipe out every everybody in the field except for <laughs> except for the United States wrestlers. The days that are, you know, the days that are now called the dark days of the USA Senior Freestyle Wrestling may actually turn out. We we probably got got, got a handful of medals sitting there. I think there. we won them all. <laughs> all right, listen, fe- fellas and ladies. That's about all we got for you guys today. Sorry for the uh, unprepared freestyle goofball episode, but we were dying to get back on the mics, and Ben and I are making a concerted effort to get back on this podcast saddle and start getting these out. As a matter of fact, our next episode is going to be episode number 100. Look, we're not throwing a huge party or anything like that, but we are. I'm going to be drunk. Oh, no, you won't. <laughs> no. But we are trying to put something together that's a little special, something that's a little near and dear to our heart. More to come on that later. But I think if we can pull this off, episode 100 is going to be a great time. It's going to be a gas, baby. All right. Hey, that's all we got for you. As always, don't wind up on your back, bros.